We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game betting odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Welcome to another edition of Dynasty Cast on Rotoviz Radio, and we are brought to you by the Blue Wire Network. That's right, we're back. Pro Bowl is in the books. Dynasty Cast is back, and the one, the only Dan Sanyo joins me this evening. How's it going, guys, Dan? It is going. We uh, we're we're almost to the uh, the the full end. We had the mockery that has become the Pro Bowl, and and now we've we've got one game left. Before all hell breaks loose. Yes, all hell sure to break break loose soon. Um, but hopefully, um, little uh, side note, anecdote. Um, hopefully, hell will not be breaking loose in Nathan Powell's life. Because um, <laughs> the theme the theme of today's episode is uh, the next time you'll be hearing Nathan's voice, he will be married. So we will be find we will be uh, wedding people in dynasty matrimony, finding the perfect matches for players. Like I found the perfect match in my lovely fiance. Um, oh, and, and just in case this person does exist, this isn't just uh, <laughs> podcast fodder. This is an actual thing. Everyone make sure to congratulate Nathan. Uh, this is very exciting times. And of course, you know, if you want to hit the Venmo or Cash App and Pal FF, <laughs> you know, I, we're accepting gifts. Um, just kidding. Or not really. Who knows? So. We're going to be looking at guys who may be on the move, whether it's on the trade block or on the free agent block, and kind of find their perfect match over the next few years of their careers. So let's start off with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I will say I'm going to make some, you know, uh, funny uh, 
jokes here, just in case you're, you're, you were curious if this is just going to be a very basic segment or not. Aaron Rodgers, he is going to be the type that you, you marry for his money, a.k.a. you marry for his wins that he will be bringing to your franchise for a very likely short period of time, Aaron Rodgers. So the question is, does he stay with his old flame, his his you know his wife of many years, the Green Bay Packers, or is he out on the prowl on the trade block to other teams like the Broncos or the Buccaneers or Steelers or the recently purchased property of Nashville with the Tennessee Titans? Where is the perfect match for Aaron Rodgers in 2022, Dan? Well, it, the Aaron Rodgers saga has been a weird one because you never really know if he's just blowing smoke, if he actually wants out, if he actually hates Green Bay, or you know if there's genuine interest elsewhere. It, we don't really know. What, what we know is he's an interesting guy, uh, <laughs> kind of all over the board. But the the one thing we we obviously know is that Green Bay would love to keep him because I think they've figured out that Jordan Love is hashtag not good. Um, but if for some reason they don't feel like they're going to keep him happy and keep him for whatever, uh, you know, however many years he has left in the NFL, I feel like now is probably the time that they're going to get the most out of a trade for him. Obviously last off season, uh, if they were going to be able to move him pre, you know, full on panic ensued by the, well, the green Bay Packers and the rest of the NFL, not knowing if Aaron Rodgers was even going to play, obviously that would have been the time to move him, but we are here and we are now, and that is all hindsight. So in my opinion, I, I still think he's more than likely a Green Bay Packer. There's plenty of lines to draw to Denver. I, I really think that's Denver's only missing piece is at quarterback. I, I think that team is ready to win now. Uh, when Whether they get the, the top of the food chain in Aaron Rodgers or they have to settle elsewhere, I, I think that's a very, very clean line to draw for them. I do think that there's a very, very, very small percentage of, of Tennessee Titan that uh, I could see Aaron Rodgers in a jersey there. However, that would be in the AFC, and we all know how big of a bloodbath the AFC is going to be for like 10 more years. So that really doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh, I don't love the Steelers' outfit for him. That team just kind of feels like it's always rebuilding or building towards something different. I could see Tampa Bay being a destination as well. Obviously we saw what Tom was able to do for a couple of years. And, you know, I, I think Aaron Rodgers wouldn't, wouldn't be too far behind what Tom was able to do for two years. So. Yeah. And I think that one of the big things from a, you know, team building perspective with the teams that are trying to attract a quarterback over this off season is that the NFC teams do have a slight advantage in the fact that they don't have to play Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow until the Super Bowl. So I think that that is really the primary reason why I think that the Bucks make a little bit more sense than the Broncos or the Steelers or the Titans. But on the same token, do the Packers want to trade him to a team in the NFC? That's a, you know, a question in itself. Uh, but I think that if the Packers are trading Aaron Rodgers, I think that they're, they're letting Devontae Adams go, and I think that if they're letting Aaron Rodgers, they're building for 2023 and beyond. So they're, maybe they're not as concerned with, like, who's winning the NFC in the, in the next couple of years. Yeah, the the whole AFC outlook is is pretty crazy, like we talked. So, you know, as, as much as, obviously, Denver's in the AFC as well, I just, that feels like much more of a clean fit to me than, than anything out that isn't Green Bay Packers related. So, 
we'll we'll see. You know, it's it's really hard to speculate these things, especially when we we don't really know because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and this whole thing has been kind of a fiasco. Even that it all it all cooled down for a little while during the season, but it'll be interesting to see, and it'll be it'll be fun. And obviously, wherever he goes, all of those weapons instantly gain short term value. I don't think anyone's really expecting him to be anywhere for longer than a couple of years, but uh, I would assume all of those pieces in any landing spot get a, get a huge bump. Yeah. And if I were wagering on the most likely outcome, I, I do think the most likely outcome is Aaron Rodgers remaining with, with the marriage of the green Bay Packers. And in terms of like the best fit, I do think that it is Denver Broncos with those weapons and that team around him. I do think that Aaron Rodgers best chance to win a super bowl in 2022 is probably the Broncos. Now let's go to uh, a team and a player that have had a, a, a rocky couple of years. They're they're trying to figure out their marriage, and they're not sure if it's going to work in 2022. It's Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Once again, another player where the, the cap may not allow some movement um, or the team not willing to budge on moving, obviously, a franchise player with Russell Wilson, who is younger than Aaron Rodgers and has you know plenty of, of time left as an NFL quarterback. But, you know, similar landing spots, similar possible landing spots, um, one that is more so brought up with Wilson than, than with um, Rodgers is the New York Giants, because the New York Giants of of the teams that are you know bidding for a quarterback are the one that aren't as concerned with winning in 2022. And if you are if you're trying to make this bid on one of these big quarterbacks, you know, you want the ones that's going to be playing for a longer period of time. So, you know, if you're if you're trading for Russell Wilson, you're doing it for the next five years and not just for the next one or two years. Yeah, plenty of plenty of tread left on those tires. Um, I will say Seattle has seemed very adamant about not moving Russell Wilson, whereas with Green Bay, it always kind of seemed pretty flaky. So uh, I, I would say it's less likely that Russell Wilson is on the move than Aaron Rodgers. But there's definitely that possibility. You know, I, I, I really think the kind of the same teams along with the New York giants will be, will probably be looking at, at adding somebody like Russell Wilson, because obviously he's been to the big game. He, he's, he's got himself a ring. They've done the whole bit. So this is, I mean, these are the prize possessions, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Um, that's, that's the cream of the crop. So hopefully we see a move because watching Russell struggle, with the Seattle Seahawks who somehow still haven't figured out how to get an offensive line in like 10 years, which I will never understand. Uh, here we are. Hopefully he can make his way to a team that has one, or at least what resembles one. And uh, they have some weapons to boot. So obviously I would hope that New York isn't in play, but that may end up being the only spot that pays enough to get him. And We'll we'll kind of go from there. I, I think the Steelers are a little bit in play, but again, you're taking two NFC big time NFC quarterbacks, projecting them to potentially the AFC, which is already chock full of, I mean, the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So uh, it's it's kind of be a, a kind of a wild revolving door of a of a you know an off season. Yeah, so similar to the Aaron Rodgers answer, most likely outcome, I do think Russell Wilson and the Seahawks stay together. Although I do think that it makes much more sense for the Packers and Rodgers to stay together than does for Wilson and the Seahawks. I, I don't really see a reason for Wilson or the Seahawks to rebuild together. That they can they could get three first-round picks or something, a package like that, 
for Wilson, and Wilson's going to be great for another team. They get those picks and turn that into a rebuilding team. Um, but with as far as like the ideal match, it, from when Tom Brady retired, I gave up my list of my preferences for Buccaneer quarterback, and number one was Russell Wilson. Um, I th- I think it's a legitimate possibility, but it's probably still in the like you know five to six percent range. Yeah, and I think it'll limit the amount of weapons that they'll be able to retain or or go after and get. So it's again, it's a balancing act. I, I you know I do think that there's a good chance Russell moves, but I at the same time I don't really necessarily think it's going to be someone like the Giants because I mean the, the Seahawks are better than the Giants. The Giants are horrendous. They don't they don't have anything to offer uh, outside of a bigger market, which it seems like maybe Russell is after that. That could be he wants to be in spotlight more. Uh, I, I, I really don't know. Yeah. And of course, you know, the, the dreaded West coast, uh, time zone, the forgotten players of the West coast. Um, let's go on to the last quarterback we'll talk about today. And it is Jameis Winston, the only free agent quarterback we've talked about so far. And he very much seems like a stopgap option, a guy who is going to fill in a hole in the short term for a team and then probably move on to a backup like Ryan Fitzpatrick type role where, you know, not um, I don't see James Winston really mentoring too many guys, but, you know, basically being the the reliever rather than, you know, the opening day starter. Um, so for, for Winston, I, I think that the Saints still make a lot of sense rotating with Taysom Hill. I'm not sure it's the best football decision, but I think that it would be fine as long as he's healthy in week one for him to return to, to New Orleans. Um Tampa Bay returning to Tampa, I think is a legitimate option as well. I, I think it, that might be the cheapest, most realistic option that Tampa has other than rolling with, with Kyle Trask. And then the Broncos, they're the recurring name on this list. And I, I think that the, the Broncos would be like a fringe playoff team with a quarterback of the caliber of James Winston. Yeah. I, I don't think the Broncos are going to be anywhere close to in on James Winston. They've tried Teddy. They've tried Drew Locke. Both of those guys are better than Jameis Winston. The only thing that's the upside of Jameis Winston is his YOLO ball down the field ability. Um, that, yeah, which that is the means, opposite of, but that's the opposite. Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater don't have that ability. <laughs> right, but they at least weren't turning the ball over constantly. This, to me, seems more like a Steelers type guy where they've got kind of the bigger bodies, the bigger playmakers to go down the field and get the ball rather than in some of these other places. I, I feel like Jameis makes a little more sense there. Uh, and hopefully a coach like Mike Tomlin be able to keep that his head wound on tight and not having him sucking on his fingers, eating W's in the field or whatever he was doing in those memes. And another one I think is possible is a place like Washington. We don't know, you know, what the future of Taylor Heineke holds. Uh, obviously, all of the other options are pretty much out. So it's it's Heineke, Winston, a rookie or bust probably because I don't think. Washington is really going to be a, a driving force to get a Russell Wilson or a Aaron Rodgers. So they they could be into that next tier of guys like your Jameis Winstons, your your Marcus Mariotas, your Teddy Bridgewaters, those types. Your Ryan Fitzpatrick's. <laughs> yep. Again, for the yeah. 17th time. All right. Let's go to the running back position. We have Rashad Penny had the large breakout to end his final year of his rookie deal. Of course, the Seahawks did not pick up his fifth year option after the first three years, three and a half years of his career did not go so well. Um, 
So Rashad Penny, where do we think he lands? We talked about the Seahawks possibly going into a rebuild. Rebuilds don't necessarily constitute re-signing, you know, running backs. So where do we think is a possibility for him? I'm looking at teams like the Seahawks, the Falcons, the Saints, if this Kamara issue uh, escalates. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, the Seahawks still owe Chris Carson like $5 million. So unless Penny's willing to stay on like a million-dollar deal, I would doubt that he's back in Seattle. I, I think what he did and what he showed now that he's healthy and actually got playing time is that he can consistently be, uh, you know, an RB1A or an RB1B in a committee or just be a full-time bell cow back. Now, I don't know how much passing upside is going to be there and, uh, you know, how much ability in that there is for him. I do still think he is one of the better pure running backs between the tackles you know, a, a two down guy that is just always going to be bringing it, always going to be, you know, providing production. So uh, as, as he might not be the greatest for fantasy, but he's going to be a really nice RB two If he, if he snags somewhere that, that has openings and has looks somewhere like Arizona, uh, I think would make some sense. Maybe Miami, uh, depending on what they're looking to do, if, if they go back through the draft again, if they think any of that hodgepodge yeah. of running backs they have is worth it. Miami just seems allergic to investing True. any assets in the running back position. Uh, did they fire their GM? No, they, they didn't fire the GM, right? They should have, but you know, <laughs> here we are. Uh, that's, again, a dumpster fire of, a, of an entire franchise. So um, I, I think... I think Penny will will latch on somewhere other than Seattle unless unless the waters you know are, are just that dried up and and he's really only to only able to take uh, a stay at home for cheap deal which I don't think will be the case I think the running back landscape is looking a little grim uh, especially for the incoming class and free agents so I, I think Penny will uh, Penny will be on the move and I think he'll find a, a new home that'll be a little more fruitful. And in, ta- in talking about like a redraft type boost, which also would result in then a dynasty boost, what happened with Mike Davis and the Falcons last year would happen deja vu all over again. Instant. It, if they if they if Rashad Penny ends up going that route, so I think that that would be my my dynasty matrimony pick for Rashad Penny would be the Falcons. They're still a bit of a mess of a franchise, but that offense is going to be good enough to support an RB one. I'm still I'm still a little bit hopeful that they figure something out with Cordero Patterson to bring him back because they've at least figured out how to use him. So selfishly, I want Cordero back, but I would be happy with Rashad Penny because realistically that, that offense should be much better than it's been. Yeah. All right, let's go. I guess we should have gone with, yeah, you know what? We're pivoting. Pivot, pivot, pivot. Pivot. I didn't have it on the list tonight because the way I organized it, Cordero Patterson, where, <laughs> where are we? We're, we're not talking about Leonard Fournette because he, he's probably going to go somewhere that pays him and it's going to be a bad offense and it's not going to end well for him. Uh, but Cordero Patterson might be a little bit more of an interesting conversation. So where should he, uh, you know, say his vows this offseason? Well, again, like this is Cordero Patterson is one of the more unique and interesting player profiles to look at. He's 30 years old. But look at what he's done in, in his career. I mean, he's arguably like a Hall of Fame type return guy. But as far as being used offensively, he he doesn't really have a whole lot of usage. I mean, this year was really the only time since 
maybe 2014 that he's seen any real volume. Uh, maybe the last year in Minnesota, I think that was 2016. He was in a sim- similar, you know, ballpark. But I mean, this year he he had like 200 touches, and he wasn't elite great by any means, but he produced and he was fun and it was different. So I, I think he's going to be back with, with the Falcons. I think they figure something out, but if, if they don't, I think it's going to take a a little bit brighter of a mind. Maybe, maybe he goes to Arizona and they continue to stack those, those just all sorts of weapons that they have and build around Kyler and make that offense as, as fun and as explosive as possible. Cause someone like Cordero there would be uh, untouchable. And when you, when you talk about the wide receivers that they have, the way they produced and then what Cordero Patterson brings to the, the field. So I think that could be a fun one. Um, but Atlanta I, just makes yeah. a lot of sense. I, I think a really intriguing one, and it might not be the best from a dynasty perspective, but I think from an NFL perspective, it would be good. The Ravens, like how confident are they in JK Dobbins? And to answer that question, like if they sign Cordero Patterson, like they're an offense that needs weapons. They have Marquise yeah. Brown and Rashad Bateman, but they're really barren outside. I mean, Mark Andrews, so maybe not barren, but they they do need a weapon or two out of that offense, particularly in the running game to supplement if if Dobbins gets hurt or if he doesn't, you know, live up to his draft type because you know he still hasn't done a whole lot at the NFL level. So I think the Ravens could be a very interesting spot for him, and that might be like the place that where it could like unleash his upside. Yeah, that I guess I haven't even thought about the Ravens. That's a big one, and and there's some precedent there too for the Ravens. You know, they they brought in Mark An- or Mark Ingram, uh, they brought in Sammy Watkins, so they they kind of have the the you know aged and potentially washed profile for for someone like Cordell Patterson who showed this year that he most definitely isn't washed uh, a little bit streaky but not washed um and with how explosive that offense is and all of the things they like to do around the line of scrimmage rather than down the field that's that's a great spot i i'm glad you actually brought that one up i never would have thought of that if that happens we could uh we could see some actual movement in dynasty rankings for Cordell Patterson and if so, I'll be selling because I actually I I'm not sure how like I think that his floor will be obviously very low in Baltimore, sure. but the ceiling would would be pretty high as well. Um, I might be buying. I I'm honestly that that's scary to think <laughs> buying a 30 year old running back, but I I might be in. Man, he's so much fun. Hey, Rotoviz fans, this is Dave Cabin from the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Podcast, taking a minute to let you know that as a loyal Rotoviz listener, you can get 10% off a one year subscription when you use the promo code RVRADIO2022 at checkout. It gives you full access to all of our content and tools. And again, that's RVRADIO2022 at checkout for 10% off a one year Rotoviz subscription. Enjoy the podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go to wide receiver position from from a former wide receiver to a current one. Chris Godwin, can the Buccaneers afford to keep this marriage going? I I think that there's a pretty decent chance that, and this is kind of the story with like pre-free agency, like a lot of these big names end up just re-signing with the team over and over again, whether it's to the franchise tag or the, or the extension. But let's just talk about, you know, what is the Chris Godwin to the Buccaneers life look like, you know, in terms of whether it's Kyle Trask or a veteran QB or possibly even, you know, a rookie in a trade up type situation. You know, what what is the perfect match for Chris Godwin at this stage of his career? Well, I would love to say it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I, I feel like Tampa is going to be in a spot where they have to decide between quarterback and Chris Godwin. Um, I, I don't think they're going to be able to keep everything unless somebody's willing to take a real discount to head there and to try to and build guess, like a super what? team. When, when Tom Brady leaves, discounts go bye bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I don't know. I, I, I like the way that team is built with Chris Godwin. Uh, I, you know, there, there's plenty of landing spots and places that need wide receivers. You know, Miami would be a fun one alongside Jalen Waddle. Uh, I think that would be good for Tua if, if they're going to continue with the Tua, uh, you know, deal and, and see if they can bring him along. A place like Cleveland, aside from, you know, they, they've got Jarvis Landry. They've got a couple of tight ends. They've got the running backs. Uh, I think Godwin could work in there. Uh, it's it's a weird landscape. Obviously, like the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, they, they lose Henry Ruggs. They really only have Hunter Renfro. They seemingly hate Brian Edwards, which... I will never understand. And Chris Godwin is kind of what we had hoped Edwards would probably be, but, uh, but here we are. So, um, you know, Washington's probably in play as well. Places like that. I think it's probably going to be a a bigger contract for a bad team that has a younger quarterback, which is probably why Miami makes a little bit of sense. It's not a huge move for Godwin and I'm sure he would love that. Uh, And, and things would be pretty similar for him because Obviously, working alongside uh, Mike Evans is, was pretty helpful. So then he'd go to Miami and, and have Jalen Waddle. And, you know, Miami, even though they were apparently being paid to lose last year, they, they looked pretty good at times and looked like a team that was starting to figure things out and looking to get ready to win. So adding some offensive pieces to a defense that uh, had, had been previously bolstered, I, I think it starts to make sense here. And, and hopefully they can continue to bring two along or, Maybe they completely move off of that as well. Let's move on to the next player, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is in an interesting situation because 
I think it's going to be hard-pressed for the Packers to retain both Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, but also the only way that they retain Devontae Adams is if they retain Aaron Rodgers. So I, we know that the cap the cap is fake, yada, yada, so maybe they can do some you know maneuvering with that. But, you know, really when we're looking at Devontae Adams, we should be looking at the teams that have the most cap space. And that is the Miami Dolphins. So that that's an interesting spot. Like, I'm, I'm not sure if that makes the most sense for Devontae Adams' career, but maybe it does. Maybe, like, he's like, oh, I just played with, you know, the the GOAT or whatever and Aaron Rodgers, and now I'm just going to play with Tua and make him look half decent. Um, <laughs> Chargers, not really a wide receiver need. Jaguars, I don't see Adams playing for a team as poor as the Jaguars, even with, you know, Trevor Lawrence being okay. Bengals don't have a need at wide receiver. Broncos and Jets would be the next two on the list. They, Jets just signed a, uh, the deal with Corey Davis was that a couple of years ago now. And so Broncos really with, with or without Aaron Rodgers seems like a, a possible landing spot. Yeah. Another, another one, again, I'm going to go back to the well from, from the Chris Godwin takes was, is the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they've, they've proved that they're a playoff team. They still have Derek Carr. They have a, a bigger need on defense uh, I feel like that team can win with a mediocre offense and, and if they can figure out that defensive side of the football and, and play like they did for half of games. Uh, they will be a, a much, a much brighter contender in what's going to be a crazy AFC. But uh, I think, I think Adams would instantly become a target hog in, uh, in Las Vegas and not a huge step down from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. So I, I think that's oh, a possibility. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, you, we all, I've hated on Derek Carr too. He, he is not as bad as everybody wants him to, to be. No, and, but Aaron Rodgers is that good though. <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers also gets in Aaron Rodgers way. Sometimes Derek Carr yeah. is out there playing football. All right, let's go to, we have two more players. We have wide receiver DJ Chark do-do-do-do-to-do. This is a bit of a surprising name. I don't think he comes up in a lot of, you know, the free agency type talk. Maybe because people just assume that the, the Jags will retain him. Or maybe because people forgot that DJ Chark existed after, you know, missing most of 2022 or 2021. So where do you find, where, where should he be uh, saying his vows in 2022, Daniel? Well, that's a, again, that's a tough one, you know, missing, missing essentially the entirety of 2021 uh, going down with an early injury. I think it was week four, give or take um, this one. I, I think there's kind of a line you can draw on the sand, a team that has a really big need, but also isn't necessarily ready to win either. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, DJ Chark went to school at LSU. He's from Louisiana. Uh, I, I think, I think New Orleans could be in play here for DJ Chark. I think he showed enough in his first couple of years to warrant one of the more sought after wide receiver spots in this free agent class. You know, there's a couple of other flashy names, you Chris Godwins, your, your Allen Robinson type guys. But I do think that DJ Chark to, to New Orleans makes some sense if he's willing to kind of go along with the growing pains that will be the quarterback position. Yeah, and the Saints are a very in limbo situation. They didn't hire Eric Bieniemy. They they hired um, uh, Dennis Allen, and so I, I do think that's a little bit less attractive from a landing spot perspective for a quarterback, whether it be veteran or rookie. Um, but yeah, the, the the Saints have been in a weird spot pretty much in the last like five six years, and it, 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 as evidenced by the resign of of Sean Payton that. 
like Breeze kind of put them in a weird spot because, you know, he was great and then he was like mediocre and then he left. And then they signed Winston. Winston was good for a couple games, then then tears his ACL or whatever that injury that was. Um and now the Saints are looking at do we re-sign Jameis? Do we go to the draft? Like my philosophy from an NFL team building perspective is always like, don't just keep re-signing the Jameis. Like, like just just <laughs> just play the Ian book and just play the Taysom Hill and like go four and twelve and like get yourself in position to make the pick of the quarterback that you want for your franchise. But I don't see the Saints doing that. I see them as a team that, that wants to continue to try to win, especially in, in in a division that is very winnable now with Brady exiting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I I. A little, it's a little strange to hear you say that Jameis Winston isn't a recipe for success. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that's a good spot. Uh, I know that uh, you had the Dolphins down on the list as well. And, and again, we're going to be able to draw the lines for pretty much every halfway decent wide receiver to Miami. I think I think they just need more weapons offensively. Uh, I, I, that's a that's a nice one as well. He stays AFC, stays kind of close to where he's at. Um, I, I think I think one interesting one would could be the Colts. So that they, yeah. they have they have Michael they have the seventh month cast space. Not the cast space has a huge role in like DJ Hark's not going to get a massive contract. But you know they have Michael Pittman, but they don't have a much else at the wide receiver position in Indianapolis. And if they want to give Carson Wentz any sort of shot, they got to give him something more than more than just Pittman, even if he did have a breakout twenty twenty one. Yeah, and you know the the Paris Campbell struggles of of staying healthy and and looking even halfway decent while on the field, I think would warrant them to look down kind of a path of a DJ Chark type. And, or an uh, Allen Robinson. Or, or an Allen Robinson, you know, the, the whole bit. I, I definitely like the, think the, the, se- the second tier, the second tier after after Godwin Adams. I don't think they're going to spend the big money there. They might spend the big money more so on offensive line or defense. Yeah, I mean, we'll see when, when the first couple of wide receiver contracts fall. I mean, that's going to be a, a, a huge determining factor in, in what someone like DJ Chark is going to get paid. Because if we see guys like Adams and Godwin go out and get massive contracts, I don't think Chark is really going to be all that far behind. Obviously there's a pretty big skill gap there, but as far as, you know, the, the need and what's available on the market, uh, I still think he's going to get a decent spot because of what he showed in, in two of the last three years. And lastly, we'll finish with one tight end, a solemn tight end for us to talk about heading into free agency. We have Mike Gusecki. Mike Gusecki is headed to free agency. And I think that he's going to be a guy who leaves Miami. I think that he is going to be a guy who sees, hey, like I've done this in Miami with Tua and company, and I can do more with a different quarterback or with a different team. Um, Some of the options I have down, which you made, think are downgrades or huge downgrades at quarterback would be the Buccaneers, the Cardinals, and the Jets are the three teams I have down for Mike Gusecki. Uh, I think those are all three great fits. I think the Cardinals, he'd probably, you know, see the least least amount of targets because, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and company in Arizona, whereas with the Buccaneers and Jets, Buccaneers really only have Mike Evans under contract and the Jets really only have Elijah Moore and that's it from a realistic NFL talent perspective. Corey Davis is good, but is he going to stay healthy? Yada, yada. Um, do you have a favorite among those three or a, uh, a different, you know, landing spot for Mike Gusecki or is he just staying in Miami? Well, the Cardinals would be my, my favorite just because of what we saw Zach Ertz able to do in that spot. And just that offense as a whole, you know, there's, there's so much extra upside there compared to a lot of these other kind of 
more well we've got a vacancy and and we need some players they've got all the players they're, they're just adding weapons at this point they're just stacking so um i think Iseki will be one of you know one of the more sought after guys in the free agency market i think we'll see something similar to what new england paid for johnny smith and uh hunter henry i, I think that's kind of the ballpark he'll be in and I really do, as much as I hate the Jets, I, I like the Jets fit here. Kaseki is from New Jersey, uh, went to Penn State. So, you know, there, there's a kind of a cleaner line there, too. I know some of these guys like to go back home and, and play, but it's all going to come down to who gives them the contract. Uh, and, and maybe winning is in his heart. Maybe that's what he's ready to do. And I don't think New York is really quite there. But there's a lot of open targets that, that offense is hopefully up and coming. Uh, regardless of how good or bad that Zach Wilson is, you know, with Elijah Moore there and who knows what in the backfield, we could we could see the New York Jets offense look very different in 2022. Yep. All right. So that should wrap us up for this evening. Any other uh, any anyone else need to get married uh, from the dynasty world uh, before we wrap up? I think it's just you left, Nathan. I think you. Uh, I think you're the only one. And and for those wondering, he is registered. Uh, they they did their wedding registry at the bank. So if you just want to send money to the bank, um, look up Nathan's stuff and uh, and send it to him. Uh, all righty, that should wrap us up for this evening. We will talk to you guys next week. Uh, the, the last ever Dice Trade Cast where there are. Or as a single guy on the podcast. <laughs> don't, don't, you might want to rephrase that before Miriam slaps you. <laughs> non married guy on the podcast. <laughs> there you go. Engaged. <laughs> Cut, <dude. laughs>